Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. Give your neighbor a high five and have a seat. Please be seated. I want to welcome so many guests that are in this place, our King's Palace pastors, our staff, everybody that's in this place. Please help me welcome... Our staff that's here, Pastor G, Pastor Fred, so many pastors, deacons, leaders, boards of directors, all protocols observed. Uh, one of my friends from Toronto is here, Pastor Brendan from TCC. Are you in the building tonight? Make some noise so we can see you. Make some little bit of, come on, welcome him. He's here all the way. It's so good to have you. Toronto City Church, and uh, we're so excited to have you come fellowship with us. My good brother, Pastor Kirk, he's in the house tonight. Come on, give it up for one of the pastors of this house. He's a son of this house. Give it up for him, man. I love him so much. He is here, and uh, we are about to have an incredible weekend. He's preaching tomorrow, and, man, I feel the heat already. I feel the glory. Pastor Kirk went to Toronto and went, and something happened. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a man that carries fire, man, and we're excited for this conference. Help me once more to welcome Pastor Jamal all the way from Lakewood. Come on, give it up for him, man. He's too swaggy, man. I might have to take that hat off him, man. He, he's too stylish. He's too stylish. You know, so we're going to get into this conference. We're talking about energy. Um, we're talking about the, oh, man, I cannot go without mentioning my brother Josh, all the way from Toronto. He's here. Come on. Give it up for him. We're all best friends. We started at this school in first year, and we basically roomed together, all three of us. And so it's good to have you back uh, in the building. You know, when I was younger, uh, around Christmas time, uh, we would gather around the tree, and uh, my parents would wrap gifts, and my mom would wrap gifts, and sometimes... Uh, they would wrap gifts and, and uh, they would put it underneath the, the, the Christmas tree or many times people from the church would come and give us gifts and bring it in. And my mom knows I have a terrible habit, thank God I've gotten better, of opening Christmas gifts before Christmas. I don't know whoever is a child, whoever did that when they were younger. I had a terrible gift of that. My parents even know that. If I buy something new, I have to wear it. Like if I do something, I have to do it now, 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 now. And uh, I remember uh, one Christmas... Uh, I wasn't supposed to open up the gifts beforehand, but I believe one year my mom brought me like a toy guitar or something like that, or somebody had brought us a toy guitar. And I was so excited to play this toy guitar, I and mean, I got it out, I put the strap on me, but I just, there's, there's these few words that I hated so much after you opened it up, and it was that the batteries were sold separately. <laughs> I don't know whoever has had that encounter before. You open up the gifts, and it's like, what do you, the batteries are sold separately? Put the batteries inside the thing, man. I paid $100 for this. I better get batteries. <laughs> but there's one thing that was so interesting that's without the batteries, the, the guitar doesn't work. What is the battery? Stored energy. Without the energy, the, the, the toy doesn't work. You see, that's the same way our lives are with God. Without God's energy, we cannot move. We cannot live. We cannot breathe. Without God's energy, we are fish out of water. Without the glory of God, the manifested power of God, what are we doing with ourselves? We have nowhere to go without the energy of God that gives us the ability to move from one end to the other end. Energy is very, very simply defined. Energy can be the ability for one to be able to work. All right, that's going to be our working definition for today. You with me? Are you still with me? So it is, if you define it by the internet, it is the strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. Or in my words, what I say, a force that gives man the ability to accomplish tasks and to accomplish work. 
I mean, what better way to start off this conference than by looking at the man who suffered and worked for God massively throughout the New Testament. We're going to look at the Bible, and we're going to look at the man of the, by the name of Apostle Paul. Let's turn our Bibles to Colossians 1.29, and we're going to unpack this topic of energy. And in just a few minutes, we'll be on our way out of here. If you're there, say, I'm there. If you're not there, say, Harry, wait up, wait up, wait up, wait up. All right, let's go. Colossians 1.29. I'm going to read it in two versions. I'm actually going to be in the KJV today, but there's this new version I like so much. It's called the Passion Translation. And I'm going to read out of that, and then I'll read in the KJV. The Passion Translation says this, in Colossians 1.29. It says, Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It says, it has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity. Uh, with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. All right, the KJV uh, says it like this. It says, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. All right, if we unpack this, uh, we're going to do a, just a brief exegesis. Forgive me. I just finished Bible school, and I'm a, you know, I love the Bible. I love unpacking it. So let's get into this real quick. If you look at this scripture, you look at Paul in the Bible, Apostle Paul, and he's writing a letter to the church uh, in Colossae. And as he's writing this letter to them, he opens up this letter by talking about a variety of things, but he begins to talk about suffering for Christ. He's talking about what it means to suffer for Christ, what it means to, to suffer for something, what it means to, 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 to labor for something. And he begins to talk about different things. He talks about the joy of suffering. Is that even, does that even make sense? That's an oxymoron. The joy of suffering. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. But Paul begins to talk about it. Paul begins to say that, that I'm talking about the joy of having to labor for God. Like, you know, it, I remember when I, was, when I was younger, you know, my parents are pastors, and we pastored, you know, all over, all over the world, all over Canada, and, and I did my homework at church, I, I, I took my bath at church, anybody born, any pew babies here, anybody born at church, you went to church Monday through Sunday, every single day you were in church, can I hear you make some noise, y'all scaring me up here. And, you know, I was born in church, did everything in church. And, and <laughs> there's one thing about being in church is that you do every little thing in church. There's not one thing you don't do in church. You read in church. You do everything in church. And, and one would say in my predicament that, man, I'm suffering. <laughs> I mean, Monday through Sunday, I can't even go to basketball practice. I can't go to soccer practice. I can't go to football practice because in my terms, I am suffering for God. But Paul says something differently. Paul says this. Paul says it's a joy to suffer for Christ. He's saying that, that Kofi, if Paul could come back to the seven-year-old me, he would say, Kofi, you don't understand that there's a generation waiting for you to suffer now so that you will have a testimony for later. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. You've been through some things, but God is telling me to decree upon your life that what you've been through is just a setup for God, where God is taking you. God is taking you far. He's taking you to a place flowing with milk and honey. If you can only learn that the suffering is for a period. Without the suffering, how do you enjoy the joys of, of, the, of the plush things of life, of, of the nice things of life? Without any challenge, the victory is not sweet. Victory is only sweet when there's opposition. So Paul would say that, I want you to suffer. Church in Colossae, you're going to learn that you're going to suffer. It, it was a joy. I, I had fun suffering for Christ. 
I mean, when people laughed at me for reading my Bible in the bus, because, you know, they had buses back then, uh, I, 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 was, I was happy when they laughed at me because it just meant that they didn't realize that what I was intaking in on the inside of me was changing my character and my heart for what would come out of me. I'm preaching to five people in here. Are you with me tonight? I think, I don't know if you're ready for this revelation tonight. This is energy. YOF 2017 was an old revelation. YOF 2018 is the energy of God. And I need you to be plugged in for this word. I need you to grab this word. I need you to be at the, at the tip of your, of your chair because God is pouring out revelation. If you're with me, say, yeah. If you look at this scripture, at the end of it, he ends in verse 29 by stating this. I also labor striving according to what his working so we're talking about God's working in us and he says that working is what worketh in me so God's working in me is working through me and it gives me and works through me mightily there's three nuggets we're going to take out of this unpack this and I'll have you on your way number one that when you talk about this scripture it says that God uh, that rather we are working as, as Paul is working, but Paul is only working as a result of God's working in him. Paul only had the ability to do what he did in the New Testament only through the working of the Spirit of God through him and in him. Now, when you look at that word working right there, that word there is energia. Somebody say energia. Say energia. I don't believe you. Say energia. What is energia? Energia means the operative energy. It means the energy from Christ, from God, that is on the inside of us. It's what we get when we spend time in the presence of God. When we, when we tarry in the presence of God. Something our generation does not know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's, it's when we tarry in the presence of God. When we spend time in the presence of God. What do we get? We get the energy of God, which is the operative energy of God. So it says this, it says, I'm working, but only as a result of God's work and God's energy in me. Number two, it says that your working, or rather your energy worketh in me. So that word worketh right there in the Greek is actually energios. Somebody say energios. We're going to Greek school real quick. It says energios. Say that again. Say energios. And energios, which means, it means being active. So if we can put these two words together, what I would say is this. It says that your energia, which is energios in me. So your energy that I'm getting, which is now not just the energy I have, but the energy that is working in me. All right? It's one thing to spend time in the presence of God, but it's one thing when the presence of God begins to work for you in your workplace. Oh my when the presence of God begins to work for you in your business meeting. Some of you guys spend so much time in the presence, but nobody can smell the presence on you. You have to allow the presence of God to seep out of your clothing. Stop wearing the perfume. Start wearing the presence. Start wearing the fragrance. There was a presence that your enemies are looking for. At the smell of your presence, they'll start to run. Somebody say, I hear you. I ain't even preaching it. Let's sit. Number three. It says... Your, your, your working or your energy, your, your energy, which is energios, which is working in me, it gives me the ability to carry, it gives me the ability to work mighty, 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 mighty things. Now, if you go into the Greek, that word mightily there actually means a word that we're so familiar with. It means, it means dunamis. It means dunamis. Somebody, somebody say dunamis. 
So what, what, what we're saying right here really quick is that, God, your energy in me that is working on the inside of me gives me the ability to do powerful things, miracle signs and wonders. So let me just say this right quick, that you cannot work miracle signs and wonders without the energy that is now energios on the inside of you. Oh, I'm losing half the church here tonight. It is, it is the, the energy of God on the inside of you that is now working on the inside of you. A lot of people don't let the energy work on the inside. It's not enough to be in the presence. Let the presence work for you. Because when the presence works for you, then you have the ability to do miracles, signs, and wonders. We don't see miracles. We don't see revival unless one man has sacrificed their life to be in the presence. Uh-oh, am I here tonight? Are you with me tonight? Somebody say, I hear you, Pastor. Please be seated. I hear the word of the Lord, Daddy, in this place, telling me to tell some people, some of us in this place tonight, that God is saying this, I want to work in you and through you, but I need you to be consumed with my energy. I, I, want, I want to do the workings of God through you. I want to use you to prophesy. I want to use you to heal the sick because what we're lacking in this generation is the demonstration of the power of God, the dunamis of God. The Bible says that it's not just in enticing words, but it's in the demonstration of power. We're not seeing the demonstration of power in our churches because of the lack of energy on our pulpits. Energy only comes when you make yourself available for God to empty out what was in you and for you to be filled with the energy of God. We faint in our own might, but with God's energy. Let me chill. Here's where it gets interesting. Bring it out for me, guys. Here's where it gets interesting. You can only... Give out energy for as much as you have in you. So I had these guys bring my bike from home. And we're going to do a little demo. Y'all ready? Where's my science professor? Where's my physics professor? Where'd he go? Clap for my physics professor. <laughs> He's looking sharp, isn't he? <laughs> Get him a mic. That's my physics professor. Last year, he taught me momentum. Prof, what are we learning this year? Are we learning energy? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. We're going to learn energy this year. Come on, clap for him. Clap for him well. So one thing I've learned about energy, professor, so now I'm coming for my tutorial. One thing I learned about energy, professor, was this, is that I, you can only omit as much as you have in you. Yes, sir, if you don't have enough energy in you, you can't give out enough energy. You can't give out actually anything if you have nothing in you. Now, I read in research while I was in science that there are two types of energy. Potential energy... And then there was another energy that we called, what was it? What was it? Kinetic energy. Kinetic energy. Somebody say potential energy. And then say, and, and then say the other one, was it? Kinetic energy. Kinetic, kinetic energy. Now, what are the two? What's the difference between the two? Uh, so uh, potential energy is basically the energy due to your, your um, position, basically. So your altitude about. Uh, so you have to be above something. Above something. So the Bible says that we have the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. So we are already above something. Oh, don't let me preach in here. Don't let me preach in here. Our altitude has already changed. 
We are already speaking from a different perspective. We have the power, Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means what? Say that, by nothing by shall any means what? So you are already speaking from a different perspective. So we are already, we are already talking about energy from a winning perspective, oh, not yeah. from a losing perspective. Oh, yeah. All right, please be seated. Let's go. All right, lesson two. Teach me. What's up? And uh, so move on to Connecticut. Let's move on to Connecticut. So I brought my bike up. You know, uh, you know, YOF is not, not coming. YOF is here. So, you know, I had to get my YOF body on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So when I'm preaching, I could just, you know. So I brought my bike from home, all right? And, you know, it was so funny because he told church, I, I went to the gym, you know, I was in, you know, process of working out and, you know, I, I love to work out. I love to exude energy. You know what I mean? It, whether if it's on stage or if it's in the gym, I love to use energy. So I, I began to ride on my bike one time and I was like, oh my gosh, YOF is coming. You know what I mean? I got to get in shape. But then after some time, I started panting. I started getting tired. Now, in science terms, what would we call that if I've lost energy and I don't have the ability to move? You've, you've, you've exhausted all that was in you. So how will I be able to move again? That is if you replenish what you've lost. Say it again. That is when you replenish what you've say, lost. Say it one more time. I don't think they heard it. When you replenish what you've lost. When you replenish what, what you've, you've taken out. Exactly. Right. So, so many of us are, are, are stagnant in the spirit. <laughs> We're not moving in the spirit. <laughs> We're getting angry with the vehicle. Why is it not moving? The church is not the problem. The church is not the problem. Your praise and worship leader is not the problem. Your direct oversight is not the problem. Your pastor is not the problem. The problem is you have lost energy. You're not moving because you need to fill up on energy. That's right. So, all right, all right, all right. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm coming. Please be seated. I'm coming. So, so the only way we can break the spirit of stagnation. <laughs> someone say stagnation. Stagnation. The only way we can break the lukewarm behavior. You know, lukewarm comes when nothing is working when we thought it would work. So let's resort back. Moses, you brought us to the wilderness. Why is nothing working? We had it better when we were back in Egypt. Let Take me back to Egypt. Take, I want to go backwards. I don't want to go forwards anymore. Take me back. No, it's because you have lost faith and you have lost energy because energy only comes from God. Energy cannot be created, cannot be understood. It's just a force. And so you need energy for movement. Now, if I'm like this, all right, and, and I haven't moved yet, we call this what? Stored energy. Yeah. Or potential stored. energy. Yeah, it means I have stored. the potential to move. Exactly. Some of us have the potential to do things, but we are not yet in motion because of fear. This weekend, you're going to break every spirit of fear off your life. You will no longer be fearful to step into that job opportunity. You will no longer be fearful to step into that calling that God has called you for. Why? Because a generation is depending on your kinetic energy. Kinetic energy is the energy that is in motion. Stored energy is when it's here. Kinetic is when now it's in motion. God did not come to find a church that was in one place. God came to find a perfect church. And what's a perfect church? The Bible says, go ye into the world and make ye disciples. Go out of the four walls and begin to bring souls that are in here. We need this thing not just to be a church service, but to be a movement. 
YOF is not a conference, it's a movement. Help me tell your neighbor that. Say, YOF is not, it's not a conference. Tell them, say, it's a movement. Come on, tell your other neighbor you ignored. Come on, tell your other neighbor. Say, YOF is not a conference. It's a movement. Oh, my goodness. Come on, somebody give God praise in this place. Thank you so much. The only way we break the spirit of stagnation, the spirit of being in one place and nothing is working and I blame everybody, is when we go back to the place of prayer. Yes, sir. And I'm not talking about the prayer that's just three minutes before you eat or seven minutes while you're, in, you're driving in the car or while you're on the bus and you time it. I did my 15 minutes. I'm talking about the prayer that is that we pray without ceasing. What, what happened to those days when we prayed without ceasing? When we pray until something happens, like, like how we prayed in the 48 hours of prayer, that we prayed and we say, God, if you don't come, we are not moving. God, if you don't come, your glory we need it. We can't do anything without your glory because we know whence we're in your presence, the energy of God. Give us the energios, the working power to do the dunamis. Without your energy, we can't do anything. Isn't it interesting? That, like I said in the beginning, without the batteries, the toy doesn't work. Without energy, your life doesn't move. Let's be on our feet. I feel revival in this room. I did not come to preach a sermon. I came to deliver a message. This weekend we have gathered and we are, like, we are like Moses who went inside the tent, daddy. We are like Moses that said, you know what, everybody else can be outside the tents, but I have a meeting with God in the tent meeting. When I'm in the tent, the glory of God comes and hovers over the tent and God begins to speak to me face to face. This weekend is your weekend where God is going to speak to somebody face to face. I decree and declare that your life is changing because of this movement. Your destiny is changing. Your future future is shifting you have not walked into a conference you have stepped into a moment y'all ain't ready for me this weekend you're not ready for me this weekend because what God wants to do is he wants to restore back a people to the ability to work again he wants to see miracles on the buses. God wants to see miracles in the classrooms. God wants to see the working power. I believe by the time God spoke to me before I came here, he said somebody by the time they leave here will receive the anointing to raise the dead, will receive the anointing to heal the sick, will receive the anointing to heal the blind. I don't know if you want to see the dunamis power of God again. I don't know if you want to see the mighty workings of miracles like the apostles worked. But all we need is the energy of God. I need somebody to open up your mouth right now and begin to say, God, I need your energy. We are coming back to the place of prayer. We are coming back to the place where God is. Repar. Come on, open up your mouth. You say you want the energy of God. This is how you generate the energy. This is how you energy, you generate the energy. Oh, oh. oh we need your energy. We need your energy, God. We need your energy. Come on in. We need it. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.